Welcome! You found the Out of the Ordinary podcast, where we believe that the very best stories grow out of the soil of ordinary life. I'm Christy Purifoy. And I'm Lisa Jo Baker. Lisa Jo, a few of my favorite ordinary things are my husband's homemade pizza, pink geraniums on the windowsill, and the slam of the screen door. A few of mine are the beginning of baseball season, the end in sight of packing all those school lunches, and feeding the koi fish every afternoon out in the yard. We are all in for such a treat this summer because Lisa Jo has a new book arriving on bookshelves at the end of July. It's a love letter to ordinary life called The Middle Matters, Why That Extra Ordinary Life Looks Really Good on You. It's already available for pre-order, and it's for all of us who have discovered that the middle is the place where we might have outgrown the shape of our teenage genes, but have finally grown into the shape of our souls. If you've ever felt like you're drowning in ordinary life, this book is going to be your new best friend, because it will remind you that the middle years might in fact be the very best part of the love story of life kids, faith, doubt, marriage, failure, wonder, and the muffin top, and that these are all good things. Get comfy. Here we go. All right, Chrissy. So usually when I'm here these days, we're working, we're having our conversations, we're recording podcasts. That's but right. When I was here two weeks ago, it was just a party. Oh, <laughs> it was wasn't so that nice? fun to arrive with no big agenda or a list of things we really, really wanted to record because recording is work, but it's lots of fun, mm-hmm. but it takes time mm-hmm. and intentionality and it means we can't do other things. We right. can't just... I don't know, walk in the garden as much as we'd want to or go to Longwood Gardens or visit any of the places around here. We end up here on the third floor where we are right now (laughs) in our comfy pants (laughs) recording (laughs) conversations for you all. But it was so fun to arrive. Was that two weeks ago or just a week ago? And realize, oh, I'm just coming as a guest because there's a party. Yeah, that was nice. We haven't done that in a long, long while. And I think we have a story to tell about oh, this party. We knew we had a story when yeah. we were in the middle of the party. <laughs> and you know, it's fun. Normally on these uh, in these conversations, you share a story that maybe I don't know or haven't heard in a long time, and then I share a story and we, you know, we explore kind of the the links between our stories. But this time I think we have one story to tell. I know together. we have a story in common. <laughs> and we right. like literally lived it together too, because I was here for all the parts of it. We've been in all these conversations leading up to it, and then we've dissected it together yeah. afterwards. <laughs> and so I'll set the scene. Okay. So as you all know, Christy had her wonderful book, Placemaker, release earlier this year. And if you are new to the podcast or just discovering, be sure and pick up a copy because it really is about what it looks like to create welcoming spaces for people, whether you're in an apartment or a house or a condo or living with your parents or in a farmhouse. Uh, Christy basically walks us through all of those because they've (laughs) lived in all those kinds of places. So the book is called Placemaker. And for a long time, we had thought, oh, what a great opportunity a book launch party to celebrate Mm -hmm. Placemaker. And as you guys know, if you've been listening through the series of episodes leading up to where we are now, Christy and John have been in the process of making place to host a party. That's right. These nine months or so of this podcast, all, you know, every time that you would come and we'd record episodes, 
you have literally been watching from barn raising to barn finishing. We are building a place where we can gather. And I think we've hinted to our listeners before that we look forward to um, gathering uh, podcast listeners, not just virtually as we're able to do through these conversations and in online spaces like Instagram, but actually face-to-face around a table. I know. And if you want to go back and find some of those episodes, you can go to episode number eight. You have permission to let that go. That was the very sad story of Christy and John literally uprooting the most epic vegetable garden you've ever seen, bulldozing down the beautiful fences, the picket fence John had built by hand right, in we, order. We paved paradise <laughs> to put up a parking, parking lot. lot. <laughs> <laughs> but why did we do it? We did it because right. we're trying to get this place ready for gatherings. So uh, should I continue or do you want oh, to, Lisa man. Jo? <laughs> so it's been so fun little by little. If you follow Christy on Instagram and you really need to, she's at Christy Purifoy. She shared from the parking lot you know, making room for the parking lot to a barn raising. Mm-hmm. Literally an Amish barn raising happened. And then the barn got painted black. It's so beautiful. And every time when I'd arrive to visit, we get to walk around the space to dream bigger, to think about, oh my gosh, are we ready? Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Are we ready to host people? Because as you guys know, as you've been listening, We've constantly said we can't wait to invite you guys to Maplehurst. Mm -hmm. We want you to be here. We actually want you to walk up to the third floor and visit our tiny attic podcast studio to see where we record. But the question kept coming, when? When is the perfect opportunity for Maplehurst to host its first guests? So probably a few months ago now, we put a little star on our calendar box on a particular date, May 4th. We thought this is the day. I mean, this and when we, day. and that was back in the winter when we were <laughs> it, thinking it must that. Have been, yeah. We were in the winter months, we were recording, and we thought, okay, by May, by spring, mm-hmm. we'll be ready. Mm-hmm. And Christie's book came out in March, but we thought to ourselves, we'll give ourselves a little grace time. It'll be perfect timing for a book launch party. Mm-hmm. Spring will be coming. Daffodils will be out. Mm-hmm. It'll be beautiful. And I had a speaking event here in the Westchester area, May 3rd. So we thought, oh, perfect. We'll just, what were we thinking? We'll combine these two massive events into <laughs> one weekend and it'll just be easy? Oh, Lisa Jo, oh what, gosh, were, we what were we thinking? I, I can remember having a little mental list. Okay. A little we, list? We had yes, it, it You thought it was little? I thought it that see, that was That's, my first mistake. I thought it was little. So on my little mental list, I thought barn, check. Interior of barn, not check. Okay, what do we need inside that barn so that we can host people in there? And I realized we need a bathroom. We need a bathroom, you guys. <laughs> we realized a bathroom will probably be necessary if you want to have 50 or so women over to the so, barn. Lisa Joe, I am married to a very handy guy. I could not live in this old house if Jonathan were not um, willing and eager to learn just about anything. <laughs> so I said, Jonathan, what are the chances that you could put a bathroom in the barn <laughs> by, by May 4th? <laughs> oh, and could you build four farmhouse tables? <laughs> And let's see. Oh, gosh, it's mud all around the barn. So do you think we could put in some kind of gravel terrace around the barn so everybody doesn't sink into quicksand? (laughs) And Jonathan and I, I don't know. We just, I guess this is why we're placemakers. Initially, we said to each other, okay, that feels like a lot, but sure, let's go for it. Christy kept telling me, it'll be fine. And I kept saying, really? (laughs) Like, do you, you think so? And she's like, yes. It's not a big deal. And then a couple weeks later, she'd be like, well, so I'm not sure how we're going to choose between the tables for the dinner or the bathroom, because I'm not sure John can do both. 
And she was like, people could always just come to the house to use the bathroom. And I think I said to you, I don't know. I feel like a bathroom is quite important. <laughs> and then I think I was the one who said to you, I tell you what, we have got to take the stress off of John. We have to release him. Mm-hmm. Let him pick the thing he really liked to do. Does he want to build the tables or does he want to do the bathroom? Because I feel like he can't do both. I mean, John <laughs> is a superman when it comes to all things handy, but Even I felt like that Mm -hmm. might be stretching his superpowers Mm -hmm. a little too far. So I feel like a real turning point was when I sat down and talked with my writing group. So I don't know if I've spoken of these women before. To talk about the writing group. Because when Christy says the words, I asked the writing group. I feel like... (laughs) sprinkles and unicorn and fairy dust appear magically around her. And I lean in and say, what did the writing group say? Because I feel like they just hand down pearls of wisdom. They really do. One of the greatest gifts in my life these past, gosh, two to three years, almost, well, yeah, really going on three years now has been the writing group. (laughs) So it's just uh, myself and three other women, uh, women who have become dear friends who live um, locally. We try to get together regularly. We call it the writing group. It started as a writing group. We all do write in some form or other, but really it's become um, a friendship group, a life group, a um, therapy <laughs> therapy group, all the things. And what's great about yeah. them is they've been in on the stream from the very right, beginning. Like right. they knew there was always this dream to host people at the barn. You yeah. guys, that is where the story is going because we have wanted to have you here. Mm-hmm. We want to host you. We want to open the doors of the barn. We want you to be here in person. And we thought that date would be May 4th, which has passed. So spoiler alert. Right. <laughs> The date changed somewhat. And here is where I feel like I finally realized in the process, oh, this, I might need to adapt. Mm. I, we might need to adjust our thinking here. I was sitting with the writing group and um, I was, I don't want to say I was complaining. I was worrying out loud. <laughs> I was inviting them into these plans and they were so graciously asking me, okay, where are you at? How are you feeling? What's on your list? Um, do you think you can do this? What needs to be done? And they were so encouraging. They were just kind of um, helping me to discern, really. I feel like that's that's one thing that we can do for those who are closest in our lives, whether it's our spouse or a best friend or a writing group. Um, it's what you and I, Lisa Joe, often do mm-hmm. for each other. We try to just talk things through, and it's almost like we are listening. We're trying to listen to God on behalf of our friend almost. Oh, We're trying gosh, to listen to the that. situation. We're trying to listen to our friend's life. I never thought about it phrased quite that way, to listen to God on behalf of our friends. Yeah. Because I think the you know, as the friend who's listening, you're freed from some of the worry that yeah. the person who wants an answer is carrying. And I think worry is like soundproofing. It's really yes. hard to hear from God when you're uh-huh. caught in the middle of worry and fear. And such a great description to hold a place where we listen on behalf of our friends. I love that. So the question I I really t- shared with the writing group and that they helped, you know, me kind of listen toward an answer was this. I told them, I'm feeling, I'm beginning to feel very stressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm beginning to feel very anxious. I'm beginning to feel like this is impossible. And let me just say here that that is saying a lot because I think yeah. you and John open your homes in the midst of storms and mud where there's no driveway (laughs) and where the power might be out or there's not enough food. Mm -hmm. I mean, you and John have hosted things when the barn literally was a shell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And 
it takes a lot for the stress threshold mm-hmm. to catch up with you guys. Yeah. So I feel like when Christy says, I'm starting to feel stressed <laughs> about having people, when normally she's like, 40 people, no big deal, come yeah. on over. That is usually a sign that, huh, maybe the pressure deadlines here are not the right ones. Yeah, and I should also say I was in the middle at that point of preparing to launch Placemaker. Right. So, uh, you know, I had a lot of other work and I was starting to realize just how much work I had to do. So I I told the writing group, I feel like this is impossible, but here's my question. I follow a God who can do impossible things. Mm. I have seen God do impossible things again and again in my life. Is this an impossible thing that God wants to do? Mm. Or <laughs> is God showing me, no, Christy, this one's impossible. You need to change <laughs> your plans. <laughs> or he's saying, it's possible, but you're doing it on your schedule, yes. and I have a better one for yes. you. Because I think that is the gift God gives us a lot of the time, the better, right? I love that we're doing this, that we're going behind <laughs> the scenes of the Black Barn so that when you guys are here for the mm. first time, you'll know the journey we've been on together to get here. Mm-hmm. And I love this kind of a story because sometimes when we're planning something that is good, that feels like it's part of God calling us to do it, we can become pretty stuck in our heads about, yeah. but it has to be by this date. Yeah. Like I will, I will move heaven and earth to make it happen because mm-hmm. I was given this vision and I'm certain it has to be this way. Mm-hmm. I love that you are able to hold at the same time, yes, God did give me this vision mm-hmm. and I think I'm supposed to do it. But in the other hand, you realize, but maybe the timeline needs to adjust. Yeah. Because I don't think I always do that well. Mm. I feel like if I've committed to a date or an invitation, even if it's only in my own head, Mm -hmm. it has to happen now. Mm -hmm. I must push through. Mm -hmm. So thank goodness for the writing group who held space for you to hear from God. And for those of our listeners who like the language of goals and who Mm. are goal setters, I'm imagining that there might be a situation where you've set a goal and you've put yes. a, a, a date deadline. on it, a deadline. Yeah. yeah. But Even sometimes, if it's just self-imposed. Right. Sometimes the goal is good and is still in play and you need to keep pursuing that goal, but you need to adjust the timeline. Right. And so that's really what I began to do after that meeting with the writing group. Quick break, listeners. We'd love to shine a spotlight on friends of the show who help make these conversations possible. This week, we're so delighted to partner with the folks at Fab Fit Fun because four times a year, they deliver joy in a box. Fab Fit Fun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. Lisa Joe, I opened the box during a visit from my mom, and within five minutes, we both decided to subscribe. You know, I had the exact same reaction because I actually called you to gush after I opened my box because I was so in love with their cute little rose trinket tray that currently lives right next to my bed. Lisa Joe, would you believe that my favorite item was actually the black and white gym bag? You know, I never stepped foot in a gym, but the bag was so cute and so practical and so foldable. I had a serious internal struggle with myself whether to keep it or give it to my teenage daughter who actually does go to the gym. Each box retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. My new discovery was the skin and nail care products, which I don't typically use, but I'm so in love with now that I have to hide them from my daughter. You guys, there are some really amazing brands in these boxes. And if you use our coupon code, Ordinary10, 
at fabfitfun.com, you can get 10 bucks off your first box. Yep, ordinary 10 at fabfitfun.com for your own customizable box of joy. else that happened that that night that now I can look back and say wow that that was a good gift from God that was unexpected so Jonathan and I and this is something I write about in placemaker too I'm just realizing that we we often our default is to think we will do it ourselves mm. and I think we have that default for some good reasons, number one, uh, financially, we are right. not millionaires with ton- piles of money sitting around. <laughs> so if we are going to make a place for people, often that means that we, we can do, the, do work. the work. Yes. Yeah. And we're not afraid to work. We enjoy work. Um, right. I, like I mentioned, my husband is you know, has skills as a handyman. I mean, when I walked in this afternoon and I saw John, I was like, ooh, and I like backed away oh. from him because he looked <laughs> He was working, bad. right? <laughs> I mean, worse than normal. And he said he was pulling like vines out of trees uh, and one vine whipped back and oh hit him no. in the face. Oh, no. And he has this big cut on top oh, of no, his lips. See, Christy hasn't seen I him, but seen I did. Oh, no. This afternoon, we arrived at different times and then John left again for something. Oh. And I looked at his face and I was like, ooh, John. And I, it's like a tree punched him in the face. Oh, <laughs> it's no. really bad. But he just seemed pretty, laid back about yeah, all of it that sort of thing happens John. All, all the time honestly because okay. he does it himself yes oh poor guy so okay after this conversation i'm going to go back and check i'm going to go downstairs <laughs> and check on him but yeah so we tend to do things ourselves so that's our default we're mm-hmm. going to do it ourselves so of course right. thinking about this barn we we're going to do it ourselves we're, we're going to finish bathroom, it ourselves we're going to build the, the tables back, right. Right. And so that's always, you know, my that's, Can I just that's say part a. of what I love about the table idea is that Christy and I, when we think about hosting you guys here, the idea is how do we sit down and share meaningful conversation over a meal? Yeah. That is our our vision it for really this is. space yeah. that's intimate, that we feel connected, that we have conversations that matter, and that you leave feeling like you were a guest, yeah. and that you just you didn't just attend an event; that's you were right. a guest in in the home. That's right. So those farm those farm tables are important, as is the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so my my friend Amy at this this writing group, she said, "Christy, have you thought about hiring someone to finish the barn?" And I said, Amy, no, (laughs) I have not thought about that. And I immediately spilled out to her again. I was just pouring out my worries, every, all the fear and uncertainty that even that question brought up in me. I don't have the money. I don't know who I would ask. Um, I I can't even face the, the thought of doing research on who would finish the, you know, who could do that kind of building work and how much, you know, how would I pay them? And all this tumble jumble of worries just, you know, Mm. fell out of my mouth but she said, well, just in case, if you think of the, you know, if you can keep thinking about the idea and, and you feel like that's the right direction to go, I do, I do have someone to recommend. Mm. So I, I can remember actually in that moment feeling resistant, feeling like I, did, I wanted her to stop talking. Really? The, yeah. I feel like the idea she was proposing felt like something new to consider, another decision to be uh, made. And I was yeah, tired and I was stressed and yes. I thought I can't make one more decision. But um but she's my friend, so I listened, and I, I wrote down the name. No, no, actually, I did not. That's how resistant I was. She told me she had someone to recommend, and I said, okay, I'll let you know. 
but really? I didn't even let her. Which is funny because yeah. you have acquired this wonderful community of people who've worked on Maplehurst and have right. become dear, dear friends. And so I would think you think I would have learned my brain. lesson. Yes, that's like, oh, maybe this is going to be our barn whisperer. Like you have a window whisperer. That's here. the thing. We 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 write. I feel like I am always writing the lessons and the wisdom that I have to learn again and again and again. <laughs> this so, is why we are writers you know, to teach the, ourselves yeah, first. The thing I learned writing placemaker is that that kind of DIY do-it-ourselves placemaking that John and I had practiced in every place we li- we've lived in before is not going to work here at Maplehurst. That mm. in giving us Maplehurst, God has given us something that is too much for us. It's beyond our skill. It's beyond our resources. We are weak compared with this place. We can't do it on our own. And that has been actually a gift because you're right. God has then brought a community of helpers, mm. of people who have skills and resources that we don't have, who also care about this place and are then woven into the story of this home so that Maplehurst isn't just our my house or a family house. I really feel in my heart, this might sound silly, but it belongs. It belongs to me as much as it belongs to Bill, who I write about in Placemaker, who whose hands have touched every brick on these walls um, as he has, you know, repointed um, all the brickwork and done so much else, repaired all the wood and plaster and on and on and on. Um, or John, who restored every one of our windows. I mean, these people are precious friends to me now, almost like family. And uh, they're a part of this place in really beautiful ways. So you're right, Lisa Joe. I should have been expecting that <laughs> with the barn, but I wasn't. Again, I was trying to reduce, I was trying to make the invitation smaller so that it would seem doable to me. Mm. And slowly I was realizing that finishing this barn, even partially in order to have an event on May 4th for our community of podcast listeners and book readers, uh, was starting to feel less and less possible and more and more scary. But should I just cut to it and say that I did eventually call my friend Amy back? Oh, and because I think we all name. know that's where we're going with this. <laughs> oh, I Christy did, adopted I a did. new person onto Maplehurst. And now for the past month, we have had the most wonderful man I won't tell you his name because I did not ask for permission to talk about him today. I think Bill and John are such good friends now that they're used to me throwing their names around. And of course, you can read all about them in Placemaker. But this new friend, this new precious soul who is such a beautiful man, from the first day that we met him, he he got it. He loved this place. He was excited about it. And honestly, Lisa Joe, when he started to talk to us about how much it would cost, John and I were terrified. We mm-hmm. thought, this, we can't do this. There's no way. And yet the thing that stopped me from immediately shutting down the whole idea of hiring a helper was his love, his immediate apparent love for this place and our vision. Because my husband shared with him why we want to do this and what we hope this place will be for and the kind of gatherings we want to host, you know, under these beams in this barn. And he, there was a moment where he, he was almost in tears oh with us, gosh. dreaming this dream with us. And so I kept telling my husband as we considered whether or not this was the right thing to do to hire help and to make that really that, you know, it was a big financial decision. And what's do, special about him too, without uh-huh. giving away too much of his yeah. own story, but he has a military background yeah, as well. Yeah. And if you guys remember episode number 20 here on the podcast, it's called Why It Might Be Time to Claim a New Name. Mm-hmm. We tell the story of Christy's sister 
and her husband, Sean, who was a Marine who was lost at sea. Mm-hmm. And so just it's just amazing that the people that continue to be brought into this place resonate so much with right. the stories that have built this place because mm-hmm. Christy's sister, Kelly, hopes to be able to host events That's here right. at the barn. That's right. She would love to gather women here and share her story and encourage them. And uh, we, and we shared that with this with this man, this new friend, this mm-hmm. barn builder, and we showed him the tree that we've planted here at Maplehurst for Sean, and all of that meant so much to him. And you're right; it was just one more connection, one more sign that this relationship um, that we were meant to move. I, I feel like the invitation was to move forward in the relationship with this person. So that's, oh my gosh, that's what I was just going to say. And as you know, as a two, I always see things in terms of relationships. And I think God must be a two as well, because- <laughs> Of course he is. He's all the numbers. Right. Because he he doesn't just build places, he builds communities. Right. He builds connections. He builds relationships. And so I think what you and I have seen throughout this entire process, even today when we were looking back to September when the podcast started, mm-hmm. when you and I launched it, and we look at how God has grown this community yeah. and our connections locally here with your writers group and yeah. how those women have sewn into what the podcast has become. Mm-hmm. And then we look at the people that practically are building the space mm-hmm. to invite mm-hmm you listeners into, you need to know that we watch God build person by person, not brick by brick. We are watching Him build the space and place by people for people. And it has been so moving to see that's why He's not in a hurry, I think. yeah, That's why the timing matters Mm -hmm. because Over and over, there's the sense that he is maneuvering people into community with one another. Mm -hmm. And those are the connections he doesn't want us to miss. And so the fact that your writer's group slowed you down enough to hold space, and Amy thought of this name, and you followed it up, and here he is now, and he feels a connection to Kelly and Sean, how the stories and the people are what we see being raised alongside the barn. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> so do you know what I'm remembering right now, Lisa Joe? is what actually happened on May 4th, one particular moment on May 4th, the, the day, day when we thought to be the party. <laughs> we would host this big uh, party at the barn celebrating Placemaker and inviting everybody to come to the Black Barn. Instead, uh, we just had a very small gathering, but I'm remembering a moment where just the few women who were gathered we wanted to take a picture on the porch. Mm-hmm. And so we needed someone to take our picture. And my husband was not available because he had taken the kids right. uh, to McDonald's. Right. <laughs> well, we hosted a lovely, delicious right. spread of bounty. A little a little treat for the kids so that we could have the, the, the house and the yard to ourselves. And so I think it was you who mm-hmm. ran over to the barn. To see if someone was to there. To see if someone was there. And you found the electrician, yep. I believe, who's been... Um, he told me that he has put in spread i don't know what the right language is something like two thousand feet of wire in that barn no way yes Are you serious? I, I was uh, yes that's a big number isn't yeah. it, it seems and like a lot of wire out to take the picture so he came over so and took cute. our picture on the porch of a very different gathering and what was funny an aside <laughs> this is the difference between how when a man takes a picture and a woman takes a picture uh-huh. do you remember uh, Chelsea, who is a photographer friend uh-huh. of ours, she was there and she sh- sort of staged us and then said to him, here, hold it like this, take the picture. And he just took one. Right. And we were all like, and he goes, there you go, ladies. And we were like, wait, wait, like maybe take, take a few just more in case. just in case. That's right. 
that's right. And then today, you and I were uh, together at Longwood Gardens, and a lovely woman in the in the gift shop said, "Hey, can I?" We were trying to take a picture. She said, "Hey, I'll take yes. it for you." She took like six or seven. I know. Pictures. She's like, and then she kept saying, "Do you want to check it? Is it yeah. okay? I'm happy to take another one." And I was like, "And the difference between when a man versus a woman takes a <laughs> yes. photograph." Oh, but I love that the electrician who is currently hard at work in the barn uh, so that we can have things like lights and, and air conditioning and bathrooms <laughs> in, in the black barn for our, our first big gathering um, was the one to record the moment of our very small gathering. But I feel like the gathering that actually took place on May 4th um, is now reminding me of, I think this is episode one of this podcast mm-hmm. where we talked about very small seeds. Everything big starts yeah, small. Yeah, everything big starts small. And here, once again, our gatherings at the barn are beginning in such a small way. I, like, <laughs> I literally feel like I'm going to cry right now yeah. because there's something about actually having these conversations that helps you to see. And that is exactly right. What we thought would be this big, full house, yeah. you know, 40, 50, 60 people packed into the barn ended up being like eight or nine women. Yeah. And it's the women who were going to serve at the right. big gathering. Right. <laughs> that's why they knew about it. That's and that's right. why. So the women who were planning to serve were the ones who knew something was supposed to yes. be happening on I May had, 4th. And yeah. remember, they kept emailing like, yes. so, hey, we've been holding the date. <laughs> what are the plans? <laughs> that's right. I had these local friends, you know, women who I've known just forever. And of course, the writing group women who um, I knew if we we're going to host this big event at the Black Barn, we would need helpers. And so months ago, I had said, hold Please May hold 4th on your calendar. You know, like a photographer yes. and people who could yeah. help with food and yeah. people who are good at decor. Yeah. And, and then what was so funny is that Christy and I then kind of were a little ostrich for a while and had yeah. our heads in the sand. <laughs> yeah. And those friends kept saying, hey, so, so. what's happening? <laughs> and isn't that beautiful? Because they had all held that date, yes. you were able to say, you know what? The barn is not done, but come anyway. Yeah. Let's host an intimate gathering of friends to celebrate Placemaker. And there is something so sacred about getting, we couldn't even be in the barn because nope, there's so much construction happening. Yeah. So we could sit on the big wraparound deck and we could hear the noise in yeah. the barn. Yeah. And those women who've been part of the planning journey forever could sit and hold space and place for this dream mm-hmm. and pray into it. Right. And it right. started really, really it started small, really small, just like yeah. a handful of grass seeds do. That's right. It was a good beginning, and I think we watered it well, and we're continuing to dream. The barn is continuing to be built. It's still, as we're recording this conversation, not finished. It's uh, still, you know, probably got a few more weeks there, but that bathroom is about halfway <laughs> done, I think. Oh it's happening. Gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> and part of what we did after, so uh, let me just set the scene for those of you that are listening. Sure, it was small, but it was Christy Purifoy placemaking oh. heaven <laughs> come down to earth. It is it was beautiful. It had poured with rain the day before, but it dawned this beautiful day that was a little bit overcast. So it was just perfect. And we sat outside and there were beautiful appetizers and sparkling champagnes and ciders. And then there was this beautiful spread of summer salads and breads and then desserts and sorbet out on the deck and mm-hmm. an opportunity to walk in the flower garden and to see the ducks and <laughs> and then to walk through the barn space and dream and look at it in person and 
try to step over all the piles of planks and wood and to see how there's an upstairs loft now where Mm -hmm. people will be able to spend the night for writing retreats. And there are barn doors that will close off the upstairs and there'll be a spiral staircase and there are chandeliers and there'll be a spot where the stage will be that right now is just buckets of tools and piles of wood. And (laughs) Christy and I stood in that corner and thought about what it would be like to have the room full of seats and people and Mm -hmm. to offer a live version of Out of the Ordinary podcast conversations. But on May 4th, it was eight or nine women standing in that space, praying a welcome to a vision that is not quite yet here, Mm -hmm. but that we can see off there in the distance. We can see it. That's true. We are getting closer and closer, and the barn may not be finished. But Lisa Jo, we did something important today. We had a little little meeting. We had (laughs) our first planning meeting about that next date when we actually do want to have everybody over. We pulled out our calendars, and it's still, I'm going to say this right here, it still feels risky to me. The barn isn't finished. And it isn't furnished. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and yet, I think the time is actually right now to take that slightly bigger leap of faith and begin to invite our listeners into this experience and into these gatherings. We are almost there. You almost guys, there. we have a date on the calendar. We do. It is circled. We have a friend who is already on board to help mm-hmm. us plan and set up Eventbrite so you can register mm-hmm. and share with you local attractions and hotels. And we've talked about the kind of food we want to have and the kind of program we want to have and the celebration we want to plan. And I know you are dying, but we are not going to tell you the date quite yet. Not yet, but so soon. But we are going to share it. We've promised this, I think, for a Mm. while now. We're going to share it first to our uh, community of email subscribers. That's where we share all the the behind-the-scenes news for the podcast, extra photos and stories. And Mm -hmm. so it feels right to us that uh, we um, give this invitation first to that community. And so if you... If this sounds if you good, be the if you first want to know, <laughs> if you want to get first dibs on tickets, you are going to want to go to outoftheordinarypodcast.com backslash email. Sign up over there. We only send out an email once a week with every podcast episode that goes out. And there's always fun behind the scenes that you don't know just from reading the show notes. But that is also where we promise to email in the next few weeks with Mm -hmm. all of the details for our very first gathering here at the Black Barn at Maplehurst. That's right. You won't have long to wait. And we can also promise you that this is just the first. We, we, We do feel confident of that. that The first of a series of gatherings. This is a place that really is designed for people. And I think that's one of the things I love so much about Christy and John and my husband, Peter, and I have been dreaming. We have these two sets of friends have been dreaming now for nearly two years Mm -hmm. about what it looks like to create spaces for people, for readers and writers to connect, for there to be conversations that linger over dinner, for there to be afternoons that always start with tea, (laughs) for there to be space for us to really connect in a way that feels like family. Mm -hmm. We want to create spaces where the conversations you're listening to through the podcast feel like they come to life in this barn which is why we're being intentional we're taking our time we're listening to the lord and the writers group and our friends and families 
to make sure we do this in a way that really honors you guys, you listeners, if you come in person. I want you to really experience Maplehurst the way we do through the eyes of family. So don't waste time. Now's your chance. (laughs) Go to outoftheordinarypodcast.com backslash email. Let your friends know. Tag us on Instagram and let us know when you've signed up because we cannot wait to show you what it looks like when the barn is finally ready. If you enjoyed today's conversation, why don't you take a sec right now, scroll down in your podcast app and hit that subscribe button, which simply means that new episodes will pop up in your podcast app every week for free. 